to Hillcrest Church Audio. We hope today's message will help you grow. Okay, well, good morning. My name is Alex Aline. Like Tim said, I've been on staff here at Hillcrest for the last two years. And I have been sitting in this room every Sunday that I can uh, since the very first Sunday that I moved to Bellingham as a college freshman getting ready to start up at Western. I was told by somebody at home that you're supposed to visit a few churches and figure out which one is the right one for you, uh, but I never made it very far. And Hillcrest has been my home now for the last 19 years. Because I have been here this long, this is a room that is filled with people who have spoken words of life and truth over my life that have been gifts from God directly to me over the years. Hillcrest is my place of belonging. So when I say it feels very humbling to be in front of you this morning in this way, I mean that in a very deep way. Many of you have been part of God's work in forming and shaping me to be a follower of Jesus. I'm so grateful to be not just part of the staff here, but also part of this whole community. So as Tim said, my role on staff, alongside a fantastic team of leaders, switch. You don't have to worry about it popping and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, just turn that one off. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So my role here on staff, alongside all of our leaders, Um, is to gather our community together into groups of people who do life together and who follow after Jesus together. Like Tim said, we call that small groups here. Um, So today we're going to talk about that. Um, But before we talk about small groups and belonging, I want to talk about a universal experience, something humans across time and space have known and experienced, and that is loneliness. This summer, I read a book by a physician, Dr. Vivek Murthy. He's the current Surgeon General for the United States. And it was a book about what he calls the loneliness epidemic. When Dr. Murthy first became Surgeon General back in 2014, he started out by traveling around the country to talk to different people all across our our country about the public health issues that mattered most to them. He was expecting to spend his time working on problems like the growing opioid epidemic, the increase in vaping among young people, and the ever-rising rates of other common health issues. But what he didn't expect to find was a bigger theme that was woven into so many of the conversations that he was having about health with all different sorts of people. And it was a theme that came through in different ways, and it was that people right now in this country, often feel lonely. The data he finds in this research backs it up. A 2018 report by the Kaiser Foundation found that 22% of adults in the U.S. say that they often or always feel lonely or socially isolated. Often or always, one in four. Another survey of physicians in the UK found that general practitioners reported seeing one in five patients 
every single day whose visit was primarily driven by loneliness. According to the research Dr. Murthy has found, human connection matters. He explains that just as our bodies were created to consume food, and when we don't, we experience this sensation that we call hunger, and our need for water creates the sensation for thirst, we need human connection. So when we don't have enough connection with other people in our life, Dr. Murthy would explain that the sensation we experience is called loneliness. Have you ever thought about it that way? I think in our culture, there's a strong connection between loneliness and shame. Like if we're feeling lonely, we're somehow broken or there's something wrong. I'd never thought about loneliness in this way before, seeing it more as a warning light that is pointing our minds and our bodies towards our need for relationship. These findings that Dr. Murthy is uncovering shouldn't surprise us. This is one of these examples when biblical truth is backed up through research, when the world and experts and scientists find something to be true that as followers of Jesus we have known for a long time, that humans were made for relationship with the God of this universe and with each other. Sometimes at Hillcrest, we use one of my favorite pieces of artwork by Tim Nip. There we go. To, to demonstrate this idea. The way that our connections to God and other people and to creation and to even our own hearts, that this is all fundamental to how God created us as his image bearers. Sometimes we draw squiggly lines over these areas areas to show how these connections can become broken. And in those times when these meaningful connections are lacking between us and other people, we experience loneliness. And all of this matters to our God. And I want to point something out right from the start. Even though we are all sitting here together in this room full of people, loneliness is here with us. I know that because I felt lonely in this room before. Loneliness requires connection, and it's possible to walk in and out of a room like this without really truly connecting with anyone. So loneliness happens both inside the church and outside. It's a need that all people experience. So today we are going to look at a section of scripture that speaks to God's cure for this loneliness epidemic, his heart for relationship, and a place for everyone to belong. Let's turn together to the book of Romans, chapter 12. It's way to the right in your Bible. You'll see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, then Acts, and then Romans. You can start turning there now. So a little bit of background. This is Paul's letter to the Gentile Roman believers in the heart of the empire, the city of Rome. And he is also very clearly writing to a Jewish minority of believers that are also there following along the way of Jesus. Paul has spent a lot of the book of Romans talking with these two groups of people about how together 
they now make up God's family. That despite these big differences in culture and background and way of life, they are all part of God's rescue mission plan and people. After Paul has redefined God's family in this way, Jews and Gentiles together in unity, he wants to give them clear and urgent instructions for how to live this out. I think Paul realizes that he's going to have to wrap this letter up pretty quickly because this chapter, uh, uh, we, we start to get this command after command from Paul um, and about how we are supposed to live life together. Um, I would encourage you to read the whole chapter this week. You'll see what I mean. It feels a little bit like James if you were here with us in the spring. But right in the middle of this chapter, there isn't a command. And we have to pay attention to Paul's change in tone. He's pointing us to what he's going to say next. Paul gives us what I think is part of an explanation for his appeals, the reason why he wants the church in Rome to live in these ways. This is the point, the big why of all of these commands. And Paul gives them and us an image. I'll read it for us. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. He says that each member belongs to all the others. So in this chapter, Paul gives these urgent commands that we're supposed to love and be devoted to one another. We're supposed to be humble and honor one another. We're supposed to practice hospitality and serve each other well. We're supposed to take care care of the poor. But he also gives us the why. Not because it's easy. Not because the love of God is something that we earn. It's because the Romans all gathered together listening to this letter be read. Because all of us here in this room, it's because we belong to each other, Paul says. I don't know what it does for you, but that word belonging, it stirs up all sorts of things inside my heart when I think about it. Belonging. This invitation to belong to the multi-ethnic kingdom of God is made up of people from across cultures and the world, across thousands of years, and it's extended to us. And for all of us us who consider ourselves followers of Jesus, this place of belonging is where our hearts will find a home and a place of rest. We are already a part of this unique and diverse body that Paul is describing. What does it mean to belong in Christ? to this one body with many members. I'll read what Paul says next. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, then let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. 
If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. After reading a list like this in scripture, it's easiest for me to jump straight to wondering how I can make this about me. (laughs) What gifts have I been given? Is there a free test for this? What's my spiritual Enneagram or Myers-Briggs? Right? But Paul is speaking to a more collectivist culture than ours, concerned about the group more than the individual. And we have to remember what he has just said, that we who are in Christ form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Then I see Paul giving this list of gifts, not to help the Romans understand themselves, but to paint a picture for his listeners to show how these gifts can help them function as one body. And when I look at it like that, I see a list of gifts, and I also see a list of needs. This is about a real-life community with real people showing up for each other. And these gifts are only useful and can only be received when there are needs as well. Can we all agree that all of us might have a gift on this list, but all of us also need these gifts too? Sometimes we are the one that shows up with a word of truth that God is speaking into our lives directly for someone else to hear. And sometimes we are the person at the table that desperately needs to hear from God. Sometimes we are full of faith and hope and can share and encourage others with it. And sometimes we need a brother or a sister to share hope and encouragement with us. There are the gifts listed in these passages, but these words also implicitly acknowledge that that there are needs to be met in the family of God, places where these gifts are to be received. This means that wherever we are on a given day, in this equation of giving and receiving gifts, there's a place for everyone to belong in God's family. For me, it can be hard to admit when I'm the one that needs to receive gifts. I'm one of those people who would much prefer to show up with the gifts and pretend like I don't have needs. Maybe, maybe we're all like that. Um, but in our family, our small group at Hillcrest are people that we turn to when we have needs. They are our place of belonging in God's family. The week that my dad died, I got a 4.30 a.m. call on what was supposed to be a regular Thursday morning that I needed to get to the hospital right away. And our small group showed up for us. One small group friend was on a big extended family vacation on the other side of the country. And she took the time to talk with me over the phone in those early morning hours as I drove to Seattle to talk and pray. Before we came home a few days later, someone from small group had showed up and swept and vacuumed our floors, put away all of the the kids' books and toys and the things that had been left out in that chaotic departure. Someone else put a meal in the fridge, ready to heat up, even before there was time to set up a generous meal train to take care of us. I will never forget the person who came over that week through, through a foot of snow to clean out our fridge 
to make space for all of those meals that would be brought to take care of us. And friends, God bless you and keep you if you are clean fridge people. <laughs> but for me, sharing that fridge cleaning need was like letting that person into the deepest part of my soul. <laughs> there is a place for everyone to belong in God's family when we are ready to both give and receive the gifts that God has for us. And so this place of belonging we are talking out about, it flows out of relationships. It flows out of, involves give and take and an investment of time. We all know this, that relationships take time. And we recognize that these connections don't often take place in a room that's this big with this many people. So at Hillcrest, one of the ways that we try to create a sense of belonging for people and the time and space for those relationships to grow is through our small groups. As Tim, as Tim said, small groups are a ministry at Hillcrest that collect between 3 and 23 people to do life together and follow after Jesus together. Every church does small groups differently um, or not at all, but here at Hillcrest, this is one of our core values. Small groups are a microcosm of the body of Christ, this one body with many members. A place where you can show up every week around living rooms and in, around kitchen tables, in, in our city and in our county, and gifts are shared and received, and deep pastoral care happens. Through our amazing small group leaders, but also through God using each of us, leader or not, with a heart ready to give and receive as part of God's big gift exchange. If you are not in a small group at Hillcrest, as you heard, we'll be talking about small groups around here for the next couple weeks. Um, September is the time of year when we welcome people into our new groups. But let me be the first person to extend an invitation to you um, to find your place of belonging in a small group at Hillcrest. If you're looking for a group for women or for men, a group of 20-somethings, we have a group for you. If you're looking to join a multi-generational group with people across different life stages, or you're looking to connect with other families, we have a group for you. If you have doubts or are trying to figure out what it looks like to walk in faith when you don't have all the answers, we have a group for you. If you are grieving, we have a group for you. Si eres una mujer que habla español, tenemos un grupo pequeño para ti. Next week, we'll have a catalog on your seat with all the groups that are open. But right now, you can take a sneak peek of the catalog. Feel free to pull your phone out Take a, take a picture of that QR code or find me after the service to learn more. I would expect that in a room full of this many people, there are some who haven't necessarily found a place of belonging in the church. Whether it's the church in general or here at Hillcrest. And if that's you, I'd like to speak to you for just a moment. The church is God's family on the move in the world, but we are made up of broken people 
who make mistakes. We aren't doing this perfectly. So maybe church has contributed to loneliness for you, or if you felt left out or forgotten or on the margins for all sorts of reasons. And if that's you, um, you're in that place where church hasn't felt like home, um, I would just like to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry that a place that God created for belonging hasn't found you in that way. And if that's you, or even if you're just feeling lonely today, whether you've been here a long time or you're new, um, please come find me after the service. I would be honored to get to, to get to hear your story. If you are with us today and you're curious about God and the things we've talked about here, but you wouldn't necessarily call yourself a Christian, you are warmly welcomed to experience the belonging that God has to offer, even if you share, don't share our beliefs. That's fine. I know it might sound crazy, but this is for you too. The invitation is for you. Join a small group. Bring your whole heart with all of your questions and your wonderings. Come find me to learn more about Alpha, a group that we're trying to get off the fall, get off the ground here at Hillcrest, that will be a place to explore questions of faith alongside other people who don't, don't know what they believe. Try out a regular ongoing small group. You will be loved and welcomed into a group no matter what you believe. And for people who are currently in a small group, hooray! I'd invite you to think about this question. Are you showing up to give and receive gifts with the people that God has placed around you to create a place of belonging for each other? Just signing up for a small group isn't magic. We must be an active part of this one body with many members. Awake to the ways that God is on the move in our own lives and in those of our group members. These verses are an invitation to us to play our part in making the body of Christ a place of belonging for the person sitting next to us. To close, I want to bring us to the place and person where so many of us in this room find our home and our belonging and our peace. And that is in the life and example of Jesus. Jesus, who exists in community with the Father God and the Holy Spirit, showed up on this world in a human body with needs. He offers a place of belonging to us because he needed belonging himself. He gathered people around him as his friends and disciples, not just to pour into them, which he did, but also that he might have someone who he could say to, stay awake, keep watch with me. Friends that he could fish with, that he said, I'm hungry too. People he shared meals with. Friends he prayed with and wept with. Today we are welcomed and invited into a long tradition of living life closely alongside each other as part of a beautiful and generous gift exchange because this is how Christians have lived their lives for generations with Jesus as their example. And in a country where the highest doctor in the land thinks that loneliness is an epidemic, don't you think that having a place to belong is good news? 
We who are in Christ have a place of belonging to offer to the world around us, a cure to offer the world around us for the loneliness epidemic, because there's a place for everyone to belong in God's family. Let's pray. Father, Son, Spirit, we offer you our gifts and our needs and our hearts and our lives. Help us to act as your body on the move in the world. Show us how to belong to each other. Amen. Thanks for connecting with Hillcrest Church. For more info on this and other sermons, visit us online at hcbellingham.com or join us at 9 or 11 a.m. any Sunday morning, 1400 Larrabee Ave, Bellingham, Washington.